The Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Oh man, that wasn't good. <laughs> First day running a new show. I, was, I wanted to talk about all the different changes and stuff that have been happening here, and uh, for whatever reason, when I hit the unmute button, nothing unmuted. <laughs> Starting off well. I think we fixed some of the issues that we ran into last week, which was fun. Um, we got to change some stuff on the Finger Lakes one page, and we're trying to make things uh, more unified and streamlined here. Streamlined here at Finger Lakes one, so that the look and the presentation, everything for everybody is uh, is is a similar, I guess, a similar viewing experience as a whole. So we've been working on trying to get that together. I miss Jim today because that was that was one of the things on the to do list for for this Monday of. The, Actually, it was on the to-do list for last week when we found out that there was some stuff that needed to be tidied up on our end. And um, then we were hit with, I, I don't even know if this winter storm got a name. Oh, I'm sure it did. Because <laughs> everything gets a name nowadays. But, uh, yeah, that got a little bit intense. So Thursday, Friday, um, everything around here was shut down big time. I mean, I I, I realize that, you know, you and uh, Melissa both work in, uh, in education and uh, – God knows Melissa was ready for a break, but I mean, dude, why did they cancel anything Thursday? Like, you want to know why? Do you really want to go yeah. down this rabbit hole? I'll tell you why. Yes. Because if, God forbid, those buses were out and travel was slow, the same people complaining that, treat, that, that teachers is the biggest profession that never wants to go to work would have been <laughs> complaining because their little cherubs were delayed by 45 minutes or... And this one is a serious, God forbid. I, I, I just did the last one. I'm serious on this one. If the weather was bad and those kids had to cross the street and the roads were as slushy and sloppy as they were at 3.30 and 4 o'clock when, when I was out, they were glazy. They weren't slushy. They were glazy. And for some reason, that kid went across the street. Once the kid leaves the bus, they're no longer protected by anybody with the school. It's all up to fate, and somebody could have gotten hit. And and I get it. But we didn't. It didn't even start snowing until. I, I I. What do you late. mean? Like, I, it's crazy. It just like I, I just thought it was back. interesting that the, that all the calls home all all talked about out of the abundance of caution and stuff like that. And they were trying to it's get. Just, and I and I understand. I mean, I would never want anything to happen to kids. And uh, in all seriousness, teachers deserve all the time off they can get. That's a different story. Um, that 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 would be a different podcast. Um, that would be a different podcast. Yes. But uh, safe bet. It's just, it's crazy. Like, you know, when we were kids, like it, you know, we did, it, you really had to get a lot of snow <laughs> to get time off, which by all means, Friday was, Friday was a real winter storm. I mean, that was impressive. If everything had, if everything had stayed on course time-wise the way that it was supposed to, I think it would have been a much different story. And, and if it was arriving when it was supposed to, I figured that we would get socked and be sent home early if we went at all on Thursday and then maybe see a delay or something. But we got more snow than I think that we were expecting to. And then coupling that with the fact that it shifted forward so far, it ended up getting, it snowed later into the day Friday than it was supposed to. But I mean, you know what, that's what the meteorologists are, are there for. And, 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 and I'm it, not one of them. It's crazy. Like, you know, I, I talked to different people around the state and like I talked to Gully and he, they all he got was rain. Didn't get any ice, didn't get any really? snow. Um, you know, I talked to uh, Corey Relier, and uh, they only got a couple inches. I know um, up north they got pounded pretty good. Um, I know Saturday we went and picked up a, a Zach had been looking for a new car, and we we got him a new or he got a new car. Um, so we went and picked that up Saturday in uh, uh, Rome, and it was they had even more snow than we did. I mean, it was it was neat to see you know all the different different areas they got different stuff, and, but. We, um, Chris is, Chris is trying to figure out what's wrong with my camera. That's why, that's why he's got the, uh, 527 unified points up. And as we, as I'm speaking, he's standing in front of me trying to get a camera to work, which I mean, if we're being honest, you know, it's not a big deal to not see me. Um, but 
Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was impressive to, to see the snowstorm. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, Zach ended up coming home Wednesday night because the, the college was planning on canceling Thursday and Friday. So, I'm not going to lie, whenever he can come home, especially early, it's a good thing for us. Nick was happy to have a couple, you know, a couple days off. So, it all worked out in the end. But we were back to Monday at school today, boy. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> I bet after what, four days off, it was a happy day at school. It was generally, if you're complaining about your teachers having a day off, your teachers of your child are probably home pulling their hair out most nights that they do have school because of that same person's child. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh... I was thinking about your mom and dad on the snow day, thinking about wow, if they had social media, what would they say? And I was thinking about your t- teachers. Most of them have social media, and they would still be saying the same thing. And probably you would have been one of the problem child sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Uh, no, they, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it was it was definitely worth the, the, the day off Friday. But I got a new shovel. How'd it work? It was good. It How'd was, the back feel afterwards? It was, it was much better. It was much better. Um, our our driveway was was poured in sections, mm-hmm. and it was poured in sections in like I don't know, probably 1972. So there's some frost heaves and some some different uneven spots that are that are in there. So trying to run the shovel across it itself, it got a little bit hairy. But I was trying to get one that just had that that weird S bend in it, mm-hmm. and Nobody had any because everybody else. I got two. You should ask me. Everybody else plans for a snowstorm, and I react to a snowstorm. But I went to Tractor Supply, and I now have the Cadillac of shovels. But it worked. It worked pretty well because we had a lot of snow to move. Oh yeah. Well, it was funny. Um, Thursday night, Crystal's cousin Mike came out and plowed, and I, like I said, it it had started snowing. I don't know, probably two ish, maybe three ish, and it wasn't a lot, but it was just steady, like you know, a nice beautiful winter night like you know for christmas eve or something and um so mike came out and plowed for us the, the night before and then it really snowed all night into friday so i you know i'm up friday because i was off and zach gets up and he's up for about two minutes i all of a sudden i hear him clomping around in the kitchen puts his hunting boots on his hunting coat and i hear him fire up my truck and i'm like well he's gonna go clean out the driveway by cleaning out, I don't mean using a plow. I mean running up and down it, you know, spinning the tires and throwing snow all over. And I just sat there laughing because, you know, that's sort of the thing I probably would have done or something like that. So it was funny. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely got a boatload of snow. Yep, we, we did. Um, Mark Elliott, I was, I was trading some messages here with him. Uh, I don't know if you're following along with Mark. Um, he's he's uh, been pretty family-focused here the last couple of days, and there's there's some – some really uh, scary things going on for him at home, so hopefully everybody does okay. Uh, we're thinking about him. Um, uh, he sent me a link that if we're going to talk about anything with the Unified Point Series, we got to remind everybody that the apparel campaign is, is coming to a close, and that was always very successful in years past, and mm-hmm. he sort of feels a little bit like he left that, uh, left that stone a little bit unturned. So I put the link in the comments. I put it on my page, put it on the Crash Course page. So... Please, uh, if you t- take a moment, think about it. If, if you got a couple spare bucks to, to, to buy a shirt or buy a hat, um, get out there and do it. I mm-hmm. saw Toast had a birthday yep. over the weekend, and then uh, Jill Lancaster, she had a birthday over the weekend. So that was Mrs. Magician. Yes. <laughs> I miss that, man. Yeah, it we was... had some fun with, with Chris and Jill up in uh, Winter Slams. We, uh, it seems like it, it blizzard. I mean, we've hung out with them a little bit at Blizzard Bash, we just everybody's usually so busy that you know after like the first night of running you know guy yeah, driving. if you're gonna hang out with anybody you need to do it after the heat draws yeah or another time yeah <laughs> yeah well, once once the show starts out there there's there's not much for hanging out no this uh it, it was it was really an interesting weekend uh as as we worked through all of it um some some odd paths ended up being retraveled and I ended up reconnecting with, with Hank Pensek and, and Josh Buell for a little bit, um, just talking a little bit about the cars and, and, and everybody that used to run the box cars. And, and the, the, the really interesting thing, especially with the conversation with Hank, and that was, that was probably more geared towards uh, Chad Elman historically than anything, mm-hmm. um, how many cars are still out there? 
in Dunkirk that ran and were successful, that they were good cars that maybe never got finished, I guess you could say. Like, like I knew that there were some cars that never died. You know, the, the, the one that comes to mind is the one that uh, Art Seeley and then Kevin Seeley and one of the Robinsons and then one of the second-generation Robinsons all drove that, that black Imperial that has the gold top on it. Um, to rewind and, and give everybody the, the, the base of all this stuff, the 65 Imperial has been added to the Realistic Derby project and is, and is getting closer to release. It's not done yet, but it's getting closer. So the conversation, one of the groups that I'm in, were who, is, who's, who are the popular boxcar drivers? And uh, Rick's, Rick's car came up, and um, his car is going to be in it, which awesome. is really cool i mean I, I i can't even i can't even put into words how cool it is that that rick's car is going to be in a derby video game and it's going to be a box car and uh we got some clarification on some lettering on some of the um some of the details of that car the the, the, the yellow one when i talk about the yellow ones the one that he had bellied on both ends mm-hmm. I'm sure people have seen the pictures. I know most of the cars that he ran were yellow, but this specific one was... Most of them were bellied on both ends. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's pretty fair, too. Um, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn with this. I was just so happy uh, yeah. to, to hear about that, and we got some of the, some of the details and some of the fine... Because um, handwriting with a spray paint can is a little tough. <laughs> Sometimes. But, uh, um, in addition to that, there was some other great names that were being kicked around, but just like we've done before, I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to take some of the guys that were that were close to us up here, and and do one of those free skin packs as well when when the time comes because it would be really nice to have some of the work done ahead of time instead of waiting for this car to come out. But so it's better reacting, <laughs> yeah, kind of like with a needing a shovel in a snowstorm. But yeah. um, in any case, uh, I, I went to try and find some of the pictures, and it appears that the hard drive that has most of the event pictures. And most of the raw footage has has failed or is having some problems from 2011, 2012, 2013, and part of 2014. So I can't access any of that stuff anymore. Uh, so I was going through Facebook and going through my Facebook pages, the Smashed Empire page, some of the Derby Inc. pages, some of the Derby Inc. files, to try and find some of that. And I was hunting around specifically for one of the cars that Todd Elman drove at... Um, at Dunkirk, and I think it was his F1 car from 2014. That was the car that he bought from Rick. That was one of the last Imperials that, one of the boxcar Imperials that Rick had, and Todd bought it as his uh, feature car for Dunkirk the year following his win. Dunkirk's got this weird numbering system. I don't know if you've ever followed along with that, but the the A cars are four cylinders, the B cars are six cylinders, C cars are mid-sized cars. D-class cars are um, tilted Fords, and then the E-class cars are full-size old iron. And every one of them is said to be built to the county fair stock rules, but a lot of them are, you know, approaching four metric tons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little, a little more than, uh, than stock built. <laughs> yeah. But with that, those cars are always virtually indestructible they that it is no joke that 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 Sealy car i sat down with uh with kevin and with art one time and we ran through the count and when i say runs i i mean individual heats so mm-hmm. through dunkirk if you don't qualify on tuesday you have to run again on wednesday to try to get there so a single car could amass three runs in a year but we still came up with 14 total runs that's awesome on that Imperial. So that's, that's going to be out there. Um, and, uh, and in talking with, uh, or excuse me, and in going through some of the old folders that I had, I, I knew that I had pictures of Chad Elman's Imperials and I didn't remember him running many. It was always, it was always Todd that, that was really solid on the Imperials. And then Jimmy was big on the GM stuff. Jimmy had a lot of GM sedans and, uh, GM roundbacks and, Todd even had a Todd even had a couple tilted fours, but they they didn't they didn't fare as well. Um, and Chad had these two Imperials. They were always already 
well past well past used any place else but <laughs> then you can just get the welder out and say hank make this work and and hank will make it work <laughs> but but at least one if not two of those cars was still around up until like the last year which just blew my mind that yeah. that i mean and this i'm talking about my first trips up to dunkirk were 2011 2012 10 years ago and those cars were hard up then yeah and well i mean if you think about it i mean you know like nowadays we talk to guys in the midwest you know and they run their their six tons <laughs> I said it was six tons <laughs> they run their uh you know they run their fords that are that are you know full welds and they run them for a season and then they just put them out in the weeds until they need them again and i mean that's you know kind of like what you're talking about in dunkirk they you know run them until they need them again and bring them back out and add a little more weld a little more steel and away you go well, Wreckfest, I just saw Wreckfest, which is another one of those Midwest promotions, and they just said this year that they're going to be pre-run cars built to 2021 rules are going to be able to participate in the first three, first three shows of the point series. Otherwise, you had to build new cars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is an opportunity to, to, to wear that stuff out. And, I mean, if anybody's ever had a chance to meet Hank, I think we can talk about Hank in, in, in a first-name reference, and everybody's going to know who Hank Pensek is. Oh, and, yeah in some far reaches uh, oh, yeah. beyond just what we've got here. Uh, Hank is a, a waste not, want not type of guy. <laughs> if, there's, if there's something to be saved off a car, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing is sitting there. So we got talking about Chad's cars, and, and I was just in disbelief. And uh, at one point, he, he told me the story about the green one. It was this, this like, John Deere tractor green, and it had the white door. And it was one of the best pictures I had of Chad looking through the th- through the window of the car. You actually see him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they dropped off a bunch of box tube and put the car in. And, the, I mean, the, the bodies were just falling off of this thing. That's great. And they said, uh, you know, make this thing work. And that's how we brought it back. But uh, I guess Chad's daughters, if I understand right, didn't want to get rid of one of the cars. I can't remember which one. So there's this deal about horse chestnuts. There was horse chestnuts in the car. You could you had to clean all the horse chestnuts out, but I guess the girls kept dumping more horse chestnuts into the car, so the car couldn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's you know what it, it's. You messaged me last night. We you know asked about an Imperial, and I started thinking. You know, I the the first Imperial I I took to Waterloo was a '64, and she was a little punky here and there, and I didn't fix the the rear frame. And anybody who's built one knows what I mean. Um, and I ran it in the heat, won my heat, but it bent. It bent in front of the rear tires. And I remember they we fixed it for the feature. And it was it, that was an old school Waterloo feature. And uh, I took nine or ten door shots. I had a bruise covered most of my bicep. Um, but I ended up burning up a tranny. But that one was junk after one run. Uh, well, two runs, heat feature. Um, and then that was a 64. I think it was either 65 or 66 that I won with at Waterloo. That was a heat and feature. And then I took it back the next year, ran a heat. I can't remember what happened, but I didn't make it through the heat, and I had to run the Conti. And then I made it to the feature, and um, afterwards I was cooling the, mo- cooling the motor off, and I got the air cleaner wet and went out in the feature and got down to like third, and it sucked the air cleaner shut. So there was three runs that night. And then I think... The third year I ran it, I won my heat, went out in the feature, and battled with Nick DeCastro down to third, second or third with it. So I think I got nine or ten runs on that. And that was, I mean, the only thing I did to that was after the first two runs, I put a bumper on the front of it. But, I mean, other than that, that was, that was I didn't even have spreader bars. We didn't run spreader bars yet right. back then. Um, you know, they were they were just fun to run, you know. And then... The, I ran a third 64, and... Now, what? I keep thinking your your other 64. I remember on qualifying, it was either the qualifying heat or it was the qualifying night. You went nose-to-nose with somebody right at the start-finish line, and their car set. And it seemed like... I seem to remember that car looked like it was a really, really dark green. Yes. It was white lettering on it yep. and it was, that's the that was the hit that broke the transmission saddle that was the second 64 yes yep um i can't remember who it was but yeah i hit somebody nose to nose and it broke the um 
the bolt actually that holds the saddle and that broke off. So I took that one home, fixed it, brought it back. So I ran that. That one only ran once that year. And then the next year I brought it back on Wednesday night and uh, won my heat. That was with uh, when all the Orange Crush was there. They all showed up. They had to remember there was a Plymouth wagon. <laughs> Harry Cop had a, I think it was a Buick. Um, Rob Cop had a. I think Rob had a red Buick. They were all orange that year, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. it was. Like I don't two think years Rob. After. I don't think Rob was orange though. I think there was. He had a blue Cordoba one year. It said Orange Crush on it. It was real confusing to everybody. Yeah, um, but I want when I won the heat that year. I it came down. I I know I hit Rob towards the end of the heat and broke his tranny. Um, but then I went out in the feature, and that was the one where I went out in the feature, and the transmission was slipping. So I'd hit somebody and have to get pushed off, and um, there wasn't many cars running. Uh, Mike Hagedorn, I think it was, had a Plymouth wagon. And uh, he was at the far, like the far end where um, it would be the south end of the track. And I just saw him moving back and forth like this, hitting somebody. That's the same place where you took out all your aggression on Toby Wise, right? That part of the track? No, that was right in front of the <laughs> starter stand. But I seen this orange wagon just moving back and forth like this. And I knew my tranny was smoke. So I just held it on the floor and hit him in the driver's side rear tire at about 40. And there we sat. But um, so that one, I, I only, I guess I got three runs out of, maybe four. But yeah, there's, you know, but I never, the only, and it's it's hilarious, but the only car that I like kept hanging around because I never really had any place to run it again was the car that I won my first derby with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was a 70 Imperial. I took it to Waterloo, um, float stuck in the heat. Went out in the Concy, and this was when they had like 40 cars in a Concy. Mm-hmm. And on the last, I hit the guy last, and they threw the checkered. Well, I broke the the guy I bought it from had put a, another rear end in it, and it was the pads that sit on the springs were junk. So I let the rear end do this, and it broke the universal. So I took it home and fixed that. Then I went to Brewerton and won with it. Um, and then it sat in my dad's garage for years. And then I ended up finally f- selling it. Yeah. But I just never, you know what I mean? I never. So it was sold. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. Got bored of it and it was nope. crushed. It was it sold. Just, yeah, it was, I, I sold it. And I think it ended up in, because I sold it to Aaron Kasaya and I don't think he ever ran it. I think it ended up somewhere in Pennsylvania. But yeah, I never, that was the only one I really held on to for very long. And some some drivers don't have the luxury of hanging on to a car for a long time because they don't have the space. Uh, they don't have the drive. Like, I don't think that, I don't think anybody will be surprised to think that, that uh, maybe Chuck Bowman hasn't held on to a car for years. No. <laughs> no, that's for sure. He gets some of them and they go right to Luffman's. But uh, it, it, there's another one, like, like Zach Herman. Stuff doesn't, stuff doesn't. No, no. <laughs> stuff doesn't rust once he runs it. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. But then you go to the flip side, like Rob Ewer. I mean, there's pictures of, of his Blizzard Bash team car from years prior. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're making all these plans where they're going to add material to it because they got to get the driveline out of it. And we've talked to the Ferricks about that. We've talked to a bunch of the, uh, almost all of the Midwest drivers that we talked to now have two or three good engine setups, engine mm-hmm. transmission, drive shaft, rear end setups. Yep. And once it's in a car, it's there until that car's used up. But it, it, it the, the car's usefulness usefulness may extend past its what you wanted value. to value yeah you know and that, i mean that's the thing is you know i mean you get out west and you know where they can add all the fix-it plates and they can do this and they can do that and they can run that you know it's hard to bend a nose out there i mean it really is um <laughs> you know we see it at blizzard bash but things aren't normal at blizzard bash it's it's a different world yeah sort of a but i mean you know you, you and it's you know, I've never had it, but I'm sure it's probably hard to just scrap a car where the nose is as straight as the day it came off the, the assembly line. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know you can still go out there and, and, you know, just drive with it. But, you know, when there's there's the, the farthest thing sticking out the back is the rear tires and, you know, it's you're, you're bouncing stuff off your, your uh, tank protector, then, you know, do you keep running it? Do you cut it up? Do you... So it's, it's you know... Well, you can always get out there in front of the... In front of the part that's starting to roll up and cut that off and keep that that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But We've no, it's, tell us such things. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you go to some of these shows and you see cars show up for the feature, and you're like, man, I don't know if I would do that. But who am I to judge? 
Yeah, I just I thought it was fascinating. You know, I'd, I'd love for the chat. We got some people that are hanging out with us here tonight and appreciate it. Uh, Christy and Devin, they were down in uh, um, uh, TJ's Neck of the Woods. If you saw that, they were doing a little bit of traveling. They were down there. Oh, really? Um, I, I, I fully anticipate there was a trailer and it wasn't full of vacation gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devin's got some big plans, you know. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've read that on a, a few sites that Devin's going to be doing some uh, some building and some traveling this year. That's pretty cool. I, but that's another guy that I don't think they get the opportunity to hang out in a car long. Not usually. No, <laughs> it's more no. just to show up for the neighbors, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, that car shows up. There's a show. Good stuff goes out and it goes to the scrapyard. But no, it's you know, and that, I mean, I guess like locally, you know, we we've I don't think many people have had that, you know, because. You know, for generally, New York builds aren't that heavy. And generally, New York guys junk our, stuff. Our area here is not that heavy. You get further out east of here, Brookfield area, the wheel days. Is, and, yeah, and, but they, they still more. junk stuff pretty quick. Right. You might get you might get a little bit of longevity, yeah. either, but it's nothing like, yeah. nothing like no. what you're talking about. No. Um, um, Rick, Rick Englehart wasn't going to run an Imperial 12 or 14 times. <laughs> no. that, that just no. wasn't going to happen. Nope, and neither was anybody else that was on the track with him. No, no, and <laughs> but, you know, and I mean, we've 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 talked. You know, Rick is one of our all-time favorite guys who's gone way too soon. Um, but I mean, that crew out there. I mean, you went to Brookfield and there wasn't any slow heats. Mm. I mean, it wasn't just Rick's heat; it was all the heats are like that. You know, no, unless anyone be confused that we are lovingly uh, gushing about Imperials uh, in terms of the fast heats. The four-cylinder heats were just as good. Oh, gosh, yes. They yeah. were terrifying. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why it was a better decision to ride with Jeremy Gully in a Dodge <laughs> truck than it was to go in a four-cylinder heat wheelbase. <laughs> yes, yes. And, but, you know, I mean, it, it's – and there, but there's – you know, in some of the shows now, you know, you, you can build a little more. But, you know, for the most part, guys in New York just drive hard and junk stuff. I mean, we don't – you know, there there's – even the stuff that's built harder. I mean, we, we talked about it. You know, when uh, the one year they had the, the heavy build at Waterloo, um, which Matt Gaskin Jr. ended up winning, you know, it was the only one that I, the only car that came out of that that was ran again was Pete's, I believe. And Pete's was welded well. Um, he ended up, and that, I mean, he might have, you know, tore up some, tore that up some more. That's the modern heavy build. We're not yeah. talking about the mod class. No, back like, of the day. No. 05, 06, 07. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we we seen them, Kings Old School, when they had their, their first show, um, you know, they had the, the kicker class, and most everything that came out of that class was junk. So I, I'm glad you brought up Kings of Old School. Uh, Jimmy Elman had a uh, four-door I believe it was a four-door GM Cadillac, maybe. I, was, I can't remember. Hank had his hands on it. That car's still around. And that was seven years ago. That's crazy. That Kings of Old School was seven years ago already? Kings of Old School, the first one, would have been 2014, wasn't it? Holy cow. That's crazy. That's moving in on a decade ago. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, we, we got some we got some comments coming in in the chat, which is always good. Uh, Scott Key for two years, he had eight runs on a '78 Newport. Tommy Woodbury, he kept a few pre-runs four or five years, but ended up scrapping them because the cars were plentiful. And I wish he had he wished that he had kept them. And now that that brings about another point, like you were talking about with. Um, oh no, where'd the mouse go? I got to try and get it on me for a moment. So you're talking about cars that last forever, and you can't really make good sense of sending a car to the junkyard if the nose is still as straight as it ever was mm -hmm. and and also think about what you paid for it yeah different back different way back mm -hmm. when 50 dollars round backs were driven to the junkyard because they needed plug wires i believe is how the yeah. the, the legend was told or mm -hmm. shockers or what have you yeah so that's a that's a different world too and i mean imagine if we you know, if you could go back into the metaverse and find those cars and just tell yourself not to scrap them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Hank says, 12 to 14 years, I still have half of my flat top wagons. Half of the flat top wagons. So, hmm. Let's, let's peel some layers off of this. <laughs> <laughs> Hank had a green wagon that had a... He had a message painted on it. 
he had, I believe that this, and I'm trying to remember the, the, the lineage of this car because this car had some history to it as well. Hank drove that and he had a message painted on the bumper of it and, and it resulted in somebody ended up not running that night because they knew what was going to happen. So they, so, <laughs> so this, this green wagon, I think was Mikey Riddles. Mikey Riddle won the fair with this, this green wagon and now this thing is like this dark green and Hank drove it. And then he drove it again, and he drove it again, and then it didn't have a roof on it. The thing was just mashed flat, and, you, and, and the back had turned so much that you could see the leaf springs starting to splay apart, right? But it was still straight-ish. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that weird in-between where yep. I can probably add more metal and be okay, but I'm, I'm not sure if I want to, and, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work, is this really safe? But it's Hank. What, yeah, it's Hank. What's going to happen? Go wrong? <laughs> so then AJ's first full-size car i believe was that same wagon really and yeah and i think somebody else drove it and and so if if he says that he still has half of the smash top wagons does that mean that he ran 12 and kept six or does that mean (laughs) that he just kept the parts that went bent you know yeah just that could be it it. that's crazy but it's just it's just fantastic that, that that kind of I am all about history. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know, like, like I get real nitpicky when people say that they've restored a car, and I get nitpicky when people say that they have a. It's the car that Maynard Troyer, blah 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 blah. Is it though? Like, is it because you had a piece of frame tube and restored it around it, or was mm-hmm. this actually the car? Mm-hmm. You know, we we get into a lot of this history stuff in drag racing because drag racing cars can last a whole lot longer than circle track cars. Yes. The likelihood of it getting torn up is significantly reduced compared to the the, the circle track. We stuff. learned that from Jeffy, right? And that's why it's easy. And, and the technology can adapt. And then there's all these different classes and stuff. So the only thing that really limits a drag racing car historically is, is the cage being appropriate for the speed that you're trying to license at. Mm-hmm. And that brings about a whole different long involved conversation. I still don't fully know because I figure if you're doing 200 miles an hour, does it really matter what the cage is? <laughs> <laughs> when you come to an abrupt stop. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the part inside that doesn't stop abruptly. That's 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 the that's the bad stuff. But uh, wait a second. Okay, so Tommy would race scrap both of his bash cars because he had no place to run them. So mm-hmm. again, availability. Eugene Williams has a '65 Imperial that he has run 40 plus times now and can't find a place to run it. Tony Burkhart, he's in Vegas. I, Forty times. And if that car isn't the enforcer, any the enforcer or the Iron Maiden, I want to see a picture of this car. Yeah, no you know doubt. What I mean, no this doubt. thing has, has got to have a turret on top and run on tank tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny. I remember uh, back in the day, Harold Benjamin had an Imperial called their Old Blue, <laughs> and he run Waterloo with it. I don't know, two, three, four times, one with it. But I mean, he took it all over. Mm-hmm. I, if Mark was on, maybe he could tell us how many times he ran it, but. Uh, that was, you know, and that was, you know, a very light build. That's how everything, well, in theory, it was a light build back then because, you know, there was that time that Mark bought that car that had all the mud in the right. frame. So <laughs> <sighs> we won't go there, I guess. Uh, I mean, going back to the, the fast compact heats and the, um, like the good speeds, mm-hmm. those guys are always fun to watch and, and they would wreck everything that they could just mm-hmm. to, it, it, I believe the term was mock chicken. <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs> so Hank is going to use it to fix his first bash wagon, and that was eight years ago. So he might still have that green wagon that we were talking about. Awesome. He was watching. I wanted him to come on, but he's he's got to work at the fire department. Mm-hmm. So I think as we get a little bit closer to the likelihood of Dunkirk um, not being buried in four feet of snow in, in the snap of a finger – we get out of winter a little ways. We're going to try and talk Hank into coming out here and, and we'll kind of do this again a little bit, but cool. it was just, it was the weekend was just too good. Um, you know, in terms of the, the, the retrospect to, to not dive into a little bit. And I wanted to get some of the feedback from some of the folks that, that listen, like right here, uh, 2009, one Vic was run nine times. It was called the world tour. It was a uh, Tony Burkhart's car. It was also a uh, had a little bit of a reputation to be a one hit quitter, which is that's never a good thing. But Rick Clark just jumped on. He's got some he's got some trucks that he's I know he's ran a bunch of times. 
Yeah. You got a Suburban that I can't tell you how many times that thing's ran in one. So, <laughs> but up there, I mean, that's, you know, it's like a deep freeze in Canada. You just put them in a block of ice and when they thaw out, you run them again. They don't rust. Life is good. I got some, uh, some comments as well. I probably should have had this up and been looking at it. Oh, uh, Al Crockett, he just sent a picture. It's his first imp is going to be run this year. He's got a cool. 66. Looks like it's a four-door four-door black one. I saw him loading the pictures. Uh... Chris is checking some messages. Yeah, trying to catch up on, on everything there for a moment. Um, so in, in the midst of talking with, with Hank a little bit and, and, um, talking a little bit with Jay Tweedy, cause I figured Jay would remember a lot in terms of what was on Rick's car and, and the reasoning behind what was on Rick's car, um, Rick's cars. Uh, I, I sent a message to Josh Buell because Josh was, Josh was always fun to watch mm-hmm. and he would bring stuff that was designed uh, you know how we always joke about Ford's the back ends for defense. Mm-hmm. Josh didn't need defense because he was just going forward all the time. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> and in watching some of the old videos and stuff from Wheel Days, it, it was just so much fun to look back at that. So one of the one of the free packs, uh, one of the skins that are going to be in that free pack down the line is going to be one of uh, Josh Buell's cars from uh, uh, from Wheel Days. He had a '64 that he liked. You like the 62s and 63s, he said, but unfortunately that's not in the game yet. But I remember he had an awesome run at, uh, at Fulton against Donnie Hartzell's subframer. That was the car that Donnie won um, the last mod show at Seneca County. There was only like three or four cars at it. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think Roger Matthews came, mm-hmm. and maybe it was Richie or Jim Beatty. There was a green, there was a green Fury. They had a subframe in it, and then there was. There was was that the year Beatty ran Brett's Orange Imperial from when they went to Ohio? It might be, yeah, it, it might be. I seem to remember that, and it, Donnie ended up winning it. They, they went nose to nose, and yeah. I thought that it was the end of Donnie. I thought he was coming out of the car <laughs> when he did that. And then that car, it, that car is like like Beetlejuice. If you talk about it too much, it shows Pops up places. Up, yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. that car ended up going to Fulton and, and having some success there. And I just I still can't believe that that car's still around. You know, that, that still is, is mm-hmm. tucked away in the mothballs, just, just waiting for a chance to go work again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. The, the first mod show they ran at, at Waterloo, um, Rob Cop had built a, a – put an imp under uh, uh, Y-Frame Mopar and ran it. And just that car was tough. And then Brett Riley bought it. And mm-hmm. Brett ran it a couple times. I know the the one time he, he I said something to him when he talked about it was when he cut his finger real bad and then got hit with the water. Right. That was the car he ran there. That was and the I, same car? Yeah. I don't know if there's anything left. I don't know if he still got it, but I know that had sat around for a while because it was there was there was a quite a bit of time between the first mod show at Waterloo and then the, the time he ran it down to Illegal. So I don't know if that's still around or if that's went to the scrapyard, but but in talking about that, and, and you know, now we're gonna we're, we're gonna change course and go back to, to to the wheel days conversation about how we weren't just talking about Imperials, but mm-hmm. now we are. You think about Hippie, mm-hmm. and he had all those subframers, uh, Brian Molino, um, and the name that, that caught me, Mike yeah, Beers. yeah, you beat me to it. Is that's that's the name that had escaped me in all this conversation about that. So it, I anticipate that there will be some representation of of his cars mm-hmm. out there. Um, and then you start thinking about what uh, what the Ingrams and the younger Ingrams have been able to accomplish running the Imperials, you know, uh, trying to adapt things for what we've learned now in terms of the mm-hmm. sciences and angles and different mm-hmm. stuff with the Fords and some of the Cadillacs and stuff. And they've been they've been doing work with Imperials as well. So it, and those guys have cars that stay around. They 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 might be ripped to shreds, but they find mm-hmm. a way to patch it together and they they bring them back. It's just it's really cool that. You know, and, and I get the necessity breeds innovation. Mm-hmm. 
Imperials aren't made anymore. You're no. not finding them no. laying around the way that they used, no. used to. So you got to kind of get the mileage out of it. So all those factors considered, what you paid for it, can you scrap a car that, that you paid that much for? Uh, can you scrap a car that's still straight? And how easy is it to replace it is another factor in, in the midst of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, another car. I was just thinking about it. That first mod show, the car that Brian or Brian Wise won with, um, he sold that to Richie Predmore. And Richie got multiple runs Wait, out of it. The car that Brian Wise won the first mod show with at Waterloo, the box frame. Right. He he won with that and then yeah. sold it to Richie Predmore. Really? Yeah, and Richie got multiple runs out of it. So, I mean, that thing had to be built well because Richie's sort of hard on stuff. <laughs> sort of. So, Ed Fave, uh, Imperials had an interesting run in Europe. So, that is something that we're going to talk about when we do our Across the Pond special, mm-hmm. which we had all these plans that we were going to try and map stuff out. Then, then you had to go, and then we got hit with a storm and stuff. We didn't, we didn't get the conversations the way that we wanted to. But we do need to figure out a time that we're going to be available mm-hmm. on an afternoon on the weekend or something where we can get in here and get Ed on a Zoom call or something. So that we can talk to Ed. What's, yeah. What are things like over there? Because yeah. it, it, it's been fun to learn a little bit from from the ships and and from uh, Brandon when he went from here over and ran and gave us the full report, the full rundown over there. But you know, to to dive a little bit more deeply into mm-hmm. that, I think it's going to be fun. Yep, for sure. Butch is fixing his relic car for Bash. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what are you fixing? <laughs> I thought he used that up pretty good. But what do I know? <laughs> Why not though? Why not? Oh, let's see. You probably got some bills to pay, right? It's 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 getting it's getting busy. I I just I kind of got lost in the nostalgia of all everything and running through the pictures and you know I I, I love pictures of of old cars from from back in the day anyway you know mm-hmm. stuff from the eighties nineties if if the pictures like if the picture's one of those weird ones that came from the developers that had the corners already cut off and it's already yellow mm-hmm. those are just the coolest you yeah, know yeah <laughs> yeah that's I wish I would have taken more pictures of my cars back in the day I still can't believe that you don't have any yeah I somewhere I think I have some pictures of the the last sixty four I ran. Um, Man, I, but I don't think I have any of. I I shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm sure my wife has got like those plastic Rubbermaid totes yeah. full of pictures. So I'm right. sure in there, there's probably something. But offhand, I just I don't really remember having them. But it sat in my front yard for a while with a sign on it after I won. So, <laughs> um, but I always thought that was that was you know, just did it. It was cool. It was cool. Um, so while we've got this, oh, where'd it go? There we go. Let's uh, let's run through this stuff real quick here before we get out of here for the weekend. Um, coming up next week, we're a little over a week away from the drop dead count for the Kings of Old School Derby Banquet and Swap Meet. The annual Swap Meet and Derby Party is going to be catered event with DJs and entertainment in the ballroom at Tioga Downs. On West River Road in Nichols, uh, Elliott Motorsports, MOP Derby Products, SMW, Jeffy's Fab Farm, Hardcore, uh, scheduled to attend or at least offer a giveaway door prize um, uh, products. No charge for vendors in the vendors' buyers area. Uh, it's $50 for the adults to get into the ballroom, $30 for children. That's uh, banquet access. The preliminary count was already due. We've passed that deadline. Now we're looking at February 15th for the final count. Uh, there's a special room rate, $139 a night. Mentioned the Kings of Old School 2022 Derby Banquet. Um, 1 p.m. start time, maximum 300 people. That's going to be February 26th, 2022. Smith Metalworks is going to be hosting their annual, uh, now annual, this is the second one, yeah. uh, Demolition Derby Expo, April 8th and 9th, Mercer. It's going to include several seminars, which is going to feature collaborative efforts. Uh, in turn, also, there's going to be the collaborative rule meeting. Uh, a bunch of vendors are going to be on hand. A full vendors list is going to be available. It's a live document, so they're still adding to it. Various promotions are going to be there as well on the smithmetalworks.info webpage. Uh, Smash Iron City, Hardcore, Toast, Dead Man, and more. Times, specifically, or TBA still while they finish all that stuff. Casey's probably going to be on at the beginning of next month to sort of give us the final rundown as, as we're 30 days out at that point. Follow along on Facebook.com slash Smith Metalworks, W-O-R-X, for details, or visit the website, smithmetalworks.info, experience and passion, seconds to none. And let's see. 
uh, Capital City Carnage. I can't believe we're like a month away from that. <laughs> it's coming up so fast. Limited Weld, Street Stock Weld, 10,000 to win. Each of those Weld Compacts, Two Man Extreme, Front Wheel Drive, Hobo Stock, Front Wheel Drive, Minivan, Hobo Front Wheel Drive, Hobo Youth, 2,500. Each of those, and they're paying the top four. The Heat Draws are on the third. Limited Weld and Street Stock Weld Heats are on the fourth with the Front Wheel Drive Hobos. And then the double program on March 5th, that's championship uh, Saturday there, 10 a.m. is Limited Weld and Street Stock Weld Concy, the Front Wheel Drive Youth Cars and the Weld Compacts. And then 7 o'clock, Two Man Extreme. Front wheel drive van, hobos, limited well feature, and the street stock weld feature. Online for details, capitalcitycarnage.com. That's March 3, 4, and 5, 2022, and it's hosted by Smash Demolition Derbies. The Bash for Cash is May 27th through the 29th, 2022. Online, smashderby.com. That is the turn, uh, three-man team pro stock event, 15,000 to win, and the turn back the clock class, 12,000 to win. Smash It Minis, 10,000 to win. May the 27th is uh, the Pro Stock Team Heats and the Smith Metalworks Youth Full Size. The Turn Back the Clock Heats are going to kick off a marathon day uh, for May the, on May the 28th. And then May the 29th is Championship Day, the Relic Class, the Pro Stock Mini, the Smash Full Size, the Team Feature, the Turn Back the Clock Feature, all on May the 29th. The 28th, Frank the Tank and uh, is the likely headline on the 28th. And... Real quick, while we are we are here to make that stop, RPM Group, Progressive Waste Management Company. And I hear there's some new signage coming to RPM Group. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, that was kind of cool. Progressive Waste Management Company in Owego. RPM Group started in 2016 and now boasts two roll-offs and six garbage trucks, fully certified and licensed. RPM Group customer base has grown to more than 3,000 people, offering curbside trash and recycling services, asbestos abatement, asbestos surveys, interior and exterior demolition, lead renovation, mold remediation, mold assessment, dumpster rental. Call 607-223-8714 or visit RPM Group NY dot com for more details and of course right here front and center jeffy's fab farm i'm going to let you hear a little bit about what jeffy's up to jeffy's fab farm in fredericksburg virginia specializes in all of your demolition derby needs we've got you covered from bumper to bumper whether you need headers shifters harnesses fueling systems or complete turnkey setups jeffysfabfarm.com can help we've even got a canadian branch to help our northern customers with over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffysfabfarm.com. And there you have it. Anything else we didn't get to? No. No, we... Uh... It was a nice nostalgia show. A little bit. Talk about some of the old stuff. We did. We mentioned it before we went on air. I, I think this was the first weekend in a while there wasn't a derby. Yeah, and I mean we're talking we're talking months, right? Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't. Yeah, a derby. literally. I, I this is the first time in quite a while there was, uh, you know, there wasn't a derby. Um, but guys are building. Uh, See yes. pictures of stuff getting ready. I know there's a show, uh, South Carolina, in March. Well, this this coming weekend is Carolina's Blue Ridge Bash. That's yep. in Withville, Virginia. That's where that's where Mark is trying to get off to. Um, March 18th and 19th, that's Urban Destruction in Sturgis. April 15th and 16th is Dead Man's No Mercy 2 in Cumberland. Spring Explosion is April 22nd and 23rd, and then Hardcore's Compact's Throwdown is April 30th. You can stay up to date online with the 527unifiedseries.com. Point standings, Ty Richards still out in front. Corey Buddy second, Michael Kelly third, Trevor Jones fourth, Foogie Barnes and Bill Miller tied for fifth, and then eight drivers tied for seventh with ten points each. The campaign for apparel um, for the Unified Point Series is coming to an end. Derby T's done all the artwork. Good-looking stuff. We did share the link in the comments, so by all means, you know, if uh, if you can, take a peek at that and uh, keep keep Mark and Michelle and your thoughts. They're, um, it, it looks like they might be headed for uh, a long couple of days. Um, Yes, it does. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I'm glad that Hank was able to tune in. Hopefully, hopefully we can dive into this a little bit further. Um, it's one of those like I was talking a little bit with uh, Kyle Holman in Nebraska, and he um, he thought it was really cool when Demolition Derby and Figure Eight Ox Powers Demolition Derby game came out, and you know, I, I think he. 
I think he had a car in it, but slamming Mike Decker. He had a he had Imperials in there, uh, or excuse me, he had a he had a character in that game, um, but they weren't exactly true to life paint schemes, mm-hmm. so to say, you know. And and they all had nicknames, so you kind of had to be on the inside track to know who they were. Um, but sure as anything, um, you know, to have Rick be considered for that means means a lot to everybody out oh, here, yeah. big time. For sure, uh, Sam Bando's got paint in the game. Um, Tyler Ford has uh, a car in the game. Lee Sager. I mean, Lee Sager's the guy that in- introduced us to it, and uh, he's got multiple different skins. Corey Beal, um, Darren Zoff, uh, the Schaffners. Uh, Luke's got a, a, a paint design in the game. So, you know, with with the the Midwest feel and 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 all these different characters, Jesse Jesse Myers, of course, he's got a bunch of different skins in the game, and the one of them is his brown car that he ran up at home in, uh, in the Dakotas. Um, but just to, I don't know, it just feels like a big step for, for Rick, and I think he would be just beside himself to know that oh, yeah. that, that car. And you know, and, and the thing's going to say Robbie and Tommy on the hood and the fenders and the whole yep. deal. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, Rick was, Rick was so happy, you know, that when he came up here and, and brought his uh, servo, his heavy-duty dirty servo, <laughs> yeah. you know, and him and Mike Brown talked Imperials and new stuff and this and that. And, you know, Rick was just about Derbian. I mean, great, great family guy, great dad. But, you know, he really loved Derbian. And, uh, you know, it made him happy that Sony, I mean, I, I think that's our still to this day the, the highest watched in studio show, mm. you know. So, um, you know, and if, if Rick knew that, he would, you know, when he passed, he knew how popular it had been, you know, and he was, he was happy about it. You know, it, was, it, it made him feel good because, you know, we – you know, obviously we've 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 talked a lot about it, and you know Rick was, you know, just larger than life. I mean, just great dude. Pride without ego, if it makes sense. Oh gosh, yes, know? yeah. He was he was definitely proud of of his accomplishments and what he could do, and um, yeah. But there there definitely wasn't any ego there. Just and that smile. He had the most mischievous smile, you know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great. Um, you know, I I. For, for our area, you know, I, I couldn't imagine anyone more perfect than Rick to to do to have you know something like that on a box car. So, very cool. Glad that's happening. Um, you know, but I'd rather trade the video game than have Rick here with us. So every bit of it. But yep. if you haven't, um, Rick's page is still up on Facebook, and if you ever wonder. Like how much of a family, as much as he loved Derby, how much of a family man, mm-hmm. how much, uh, how much he loved being a dad. It is all in those pictures. Mm-hmm. It is just so cool when you scroll through that. All the pictures, <laughs> like there's this one picture of Robbie holding up a, I think it's a raccoon or something. <laughs> the raccoon skin, all the fish pictures. There's one picture where he's Robbie's holding on. I think it was Robbie that was holding on to four perch. There was mm-hmm. another big perch that, that from when they had gone fishing and yep. and little league games and and then you know you start getting into the stuff that you might not expect to see it. Rick posted a picture of a drawing that one of the boys did. I don't I don't know who did it. But it was a line full of cars, and all of them had little roof signs on them. And then there was a yellow 33R that looked like a monster truck, big flames shooting out the stacks and everything. That's awesome. It was was really cool. Kind of show what they thought of their dad. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's pretty cool. It was was awesome. It was was really cool to kind of weed through that and... And reconnect a little bit with with Josh and and learn about the cars that were left over and and find out that there was so much. I mean, you could. I know you can't save them all, and the logistics of putting together a quote unquote derby museum are are very very tall. But yeah. it would just be so cool to walk around and take look pictures all, yeah. to look at all the cars that Hank has back there mm-hmm. because you can tell so many stories with that. Oh yeah. You know, not, yeah. <laughs> not just what happened on the track, what yeah. happened on the lift. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that everybody, you know, has a, a derby story or a favorite car or, you know, a, a car about, you know, a story about this car, you know, that car did this and this car, I remember that. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's nostalgic, you know, and that's. You know, it's it's all part of the game. It's all part of why we do what we do, and we we love the sport so much. Tommy, remember Tommy broke his arm. Mm-hmm. 
That was the same day that Hank bought that Imperial off of Rick. Really? That was the same day. Wow. <laughs> so, so crazy. It seems like there's a seems like there's a don't bend my arm anymore joke about pricing on an Imperial there. I can't piece it together under <laughs> pressure though. <laughs> oh, that's Rob funny. Oswald checking in. Yeah, it's uh, it was very cool. And I know I uh, hopefully this hopefully this, this lights a fire under Hank a little bit too, and he'll get out there and do some. Hank's do some retiring. I saw him last year at Bash, and he told me they were getting out of Derby and he was going to just 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 build uh-huh. transmissions. Yep. You know the, the the conversation that I had with Hank the first time that I met Hank to know Hank. I remember when he had the purple, uh, excuse me, the the pink, uh, the the pink wagon that said Headhunter Motorsports on it, the mm-hmm. Metal Destruction, mm-hmm. and I thought that was cool in its own right. And it turns out, side note, the, the gray wagon that ran there that, uh, not Steve, maybe, I can't remember who had it. Maybe Nate Clemens? No. I don't remember. Nate, Nate, Nate. Can't think of Nate's last name. Drives 23 or 24. I think he had a wagon. That made his rounds. At one point, Eric Remington had that at his house. And I'm like, what are you doing with this? It's a, it's a round back. This <laughs> it's kind of isn't your thing. <laughs> Scrap feller thing to the yard. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it went on to somebody else because nothing gets scrapped. It just gets passed around. Um, hopefully this uh, – well, that conversation I had in, in Dunkirk with Hank, knowing who Hank was with a face, he said, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun, but this is my last year. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely in the in the sport for life, man. He's he's a lifer. That's a good uh, that's a good point. Ed Faye says half the time you won't remember who won, but you always remember that car or that one man show. Mm-hmm. Pretty true. Hank says all derby drivers lie. <laughs> <laughs> Smith, that's it. Smith. It was it was Nate Smith. I can't remember. We were somewhere, and I, to be honest, I don't know if it was Corey and I were talking or who it was, but you know, we, we got talking about winning derbies, or you know, and that could get you addicted. Or when you hear that crowd, when the crowd noise is louder than the cars, right? And I'm like, yeah, because I've had that happen a lot. And I mean, I'm just, you know, I may not have won a lot, but I've a lot of times people have walked away from Waterloo going. Either go, man, that kid's an idiot, or man, <laughs> I don't know why he drove like that, or man, you put on the show. But there is, there's nothing like it. When you hear the crowd over the top of the roar of those cars, that's addicting, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, that is addicting. Um, but yeah, it's it'll keep you going if you're winning, or, or you can hear the crowd. It's either way, it's it becomes an addiction. Sure does help. Awesome. Well, we've got more drivers that we're going to be getting to. Again, get out there and support the Derby's Carolina's Blue Ridge Bash is this weekend in Withville. Hopefully uh, Mark can make it. Check that out. All the results will be coming back to you right here next Monday uh, when we're back for episode number 300-whatever. 88. We're, we're working through the 80s. Yeah, we're working towards the 90s now. It won't be long. So, we'll be on the so. big four. Oh, oh. <laughs> everybody loves to celebrate their 400th birthday, right? Four hundred something, four hundredth hit, four hundredth homer, four hundredth. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be hanging out there around the corner as well. But uh, any final thoughts? No, man. Just uh, like I said, it was fun to talk about. Um, you know, at last after you texted me last night, I kind of laid there thinking about stuff, and um, you know, it was. It was neat to, I mean, except that I didn't get to sleep, but that's a different story. Um, but just going back through, you know, different different thoughts and different different cars and, you know, the the different Imperials. I think I ran a total of five Imperials. Were they all? Three they box all frames and two subframers. The wagons didn't have Imperial nope. subframes in them. No, nope. never, never had a car with a, never had a sedan with a, a frame, subframe in it. But what? You never had a Chrysler that had an Imperial subframe in it? Mm-mm. I got you. No, no, I never replaced one with the other. Interesting. But. Well, I bet you Hank would have some tips if you're ever wondering. No doubt. <laughs> there is one. If I had to do over, I would. There was a, I got a 60, I think it was a 68 Newport from Walt Mitchell. And there was no rust on that thing front to back. Beautiful car. And I wish I've had to do, I, I would like to put a, have put an Imperial That comes to the it. line next to the red 300? 
Oh, just three rows back off to the right. <laughs> no, this one I think I caught like when he pulled it in, and it was oh. he didn't even get it out back. Ah, that's yeah. why you're able to get it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was one of those ones I stole. I mean, I I think a hundred bucks, and I got sixty five back if I brought the car back afterwards. <laughs> I miss those days. It's a different world. Different world. Different world. But, Seven o'clock, man. It's that yep. time. Sounds good to me. We gotta gotta go get some stuff for Valentine's Day parties at school this week. So we're don't gonna, forget your Valentine. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get. Oh, it's for Kelsey's class. Well, your Valentine, duh. Yeah, love is a crush for people too afraid to die alone. <laughs> and on that note, we're out. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. <laughs>